you say what you say by choice. Um, and I think that's, that's very important. So yeah, every, I think most people are, are inherently frightened about being different or appearing to say things that are different. Not just different for the sake of it, but challenging the norm. You may use words that, not offensive, but sort of on the cusp, which would get attention. Um, yeah, but then, you know, some, to some people, um, they may be really offensive to other people. It's like, oh, do you know what? I get that. It actually says what I think, you know. Don't take any shit, things like that. Everybody gets what that means. Hello and welcome to How Not to Run a Business with me, your host, Jeremy Jacobs, a podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to work for themselves. Each week, I bring you real, honest, and down-to-earth conversations about success, failure, and how not to run a business, all in service of you living a life you love and achieving your version of success. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of How Not to Run a Business. It's me, your host, Jeremy Jacobs, and I hope you're doing very well today, as always. Thank you for joining me for this conversation that I sat down and had with Terry Bauer from Inside Stories. And we're going to be talking about telling your business story. That's what him and his business partner, Gareth, do for a living. And when I met Terry at a networking event last year at some point, I was instantly captivated by who Terry is. He's a very fascinating man. And I wanted to have a conversation about understanding what it takes to tell your business story, what your business does, what you're about and what you're up to in a captivating and interesting way. So we sat down and had that conversation and I'm going to share it with you now. Just a little warning, we did swear quite a lot. So just to give you a heads up, as always, that there's a few swear words in here and I really hope you enjoy the conversation. And just a reminder, if you haven't already, I'd love it if you could leave a review or a rating for this podcast if you're a regular listener and you love it. And also don't forget to make sure that you follow, subscribe, like on your favorite podcast platform and hit that notification bell to be notified when a new episode comes out because they come out every week. So for now, it's time to sit back, relax and enjoy. So I am here with Terry. Welcome, Terry. Thank First you. Podcast Virgin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Breaking my cherry today. <laughs> if you break a cherry, pop a cherry. <laughs> pop a cherry. Pop there you cherry. go. Pop a cherry. Um, so, as always with my guests, and uh, thank you for joining me today. I'm extremely excited about this conversation. Um, I say that at the beginning of every podcast. I'm excited about this conversation. <laughs> I can see it in I'm, your face. It's, it's okay. It's becoming sincere, but I am genuinely excited about this conversation. And as with all my guests, I always uh, ask them to introduce themselves. So tell me and my listeners, I mean, I know who you are and what you do, but tell my listeners, who are well, you, Terry? Most of the time when people introduce themselves, they introduce themselves by their profession, but that's not strictly who uh, they are. See, we're already getting into it. Yeah, I'm say, say more about that. Terry Bauer, Terry. I'm... 54 years old, just about to be 55 on the 21st of November. Not far. And um, I'm a father of three, husband, um, South African by birth, lived in Brighton three quarters of my life. Um, I'm the co-founder of Inside Stories, and we're business storytellers. And that's us in a nutshell, really. Brilliant. So you said, like, most people start with their profession. Yeah. What's What's... Is there anything wrong with that? Like, what's, what's your view on that? Not necessarily wrong with it, but most people define themselves by their profession. You say to somebody, tell me a bit about yourself, and they'll say, well, I'm a solicitor, I'm an accountant, I'm a this, I'm a that. And then they'll talk about the personal side eventually after they've pitched what they do for a living and, 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 and what goes into it, etc. Where they won't say, like, you know, I always, people ask me who I am and what I do, etc. I say, well, I'm a father, I'm, you know, I'm, pretty laid-back person I'm quite quietly spoken but when I have something to say I like to be know you know be, be heard for it um, yeah. my profession is business storytelling it's pre-marketing which gives you the sort of feeling of, of, of how we work with clients it's all about who you are what you do why you do it and why anybody should be interested in anything you have to say on any platform media anything at all okay and that's that normally promotes questions on so tell me a bit more about that and that's what we say. Great. Pre-marketing. What is that? Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird definition because it's not actually a category, but it's the thing that goes into 
um, and it is a definite thing before you talk about um, your business, what you do for a profession. For a profession. Mm. Again, I say it's who you are, what you do, why you do it, and why people should care about anything you have to say. Mm. It's creating an identity for yourself, not just in the language that you use when you talk about what you do and why you do it, etc., but the tone of language, which can be as distinct as a headshot. So mm. you get to the stage where you can write a piece, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and you don't have to put your name on it and people will know who you are, people who follow you regularly, purely by the tone of the language that you use. And that's very, very important in business because wow. that's what makes us stand out. Because as everybody rightly knows, to stand out for something nowadays, you really have to be, you have to be innovative and you have to stand for something, you have to stand out. Mm. And that's, what, that's the way that we like to work with our, with our customers. I feel like we've come into the swimming pool. We've literally just dived straight Sorry, in the deep. Well, no, don't know. apologize. I'm <laughs> loving it. It's like it's like you know those. It's not a bitch. <laughs> no, not at all. You know those films. Like I, I love a film where they just dive straight in. It's like an action film. Yeah, There's none of this bullshit yeah. like lead up. It's like get to the story. Get to the action. Get to the story. Get me excited, and that's exactly what's just happened. So, I've got lots of questions. If the Star Wars um, miniseries on Disney have anything to go by, just get straight to the point. That's that's what they do. They do yeah. the thing. Yeah, and it, you talk about and that's a really interesting reflection on asking that question because I was listening to a podcast on the way to a networking event last week and it was from someone who was talking about how to promote, I guess, promote yourself at networking and how to, I think it was how to be likeable or something like that. I mean, who wants to be likeable? Dale yeah. Carnegie, <laughs> how to win friends and influence yeah, people. <laughs> it was, uh, I can't remember her name, but um, she was talking about how when people ask her what she does in a networking meeting which seems to be this classic line that everyone comes up with um she says well what i do for fun is and she starts there or she says what i did this weekend is and it it was just such a similar sort of vein it's like why do we always start with you know a job title or what we do mm. rather than why we do it yeah is that, is that yeah kind of got on the right absolutely because we're not defined by the title of our job no you know when you're younger you see all these things like senior executive and business development manager and that's not casting aspersion onto business development managers because they're all credible salespeople i'm sure out there <laughs> and we've met lots in, in our time collectively but you're not defined by who you are i always think with a business card we just have our name and what the name of the company yeah and people because people buy into you and it's a cliche but they do and going back to your point about networking um I think it's great. I ask people what their favourite music is, what sort of movies you watch, what's your favourite movie. And you can generally gauge somebody's character by that. Sometimes we get thrown a curveball. Um, mm. You know, you meet a nice, mild-mannered um, business development person or, or an entrepreneur or whatever, you know, and they like snuff movies. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's an, ex yeah, that's an extreme <laughs> side of it, but you know what I mean. You know, or into death <laughs> metal or something, you know, the priest. <laughs> Snuff movies, love it. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I always, what is your favourite movie? Jaws. Jaws. Yes. Okay. My mum took me to see it when I was nine. The original yeah. at the Astoria in London Road, really? in Brighton, which isn't there now, which yeah. was a bingo hall. Now it's derelict. Yeah, yeah. I always ask that question with, depends what mood I'm in, because I don't have one. I have many. So tell me about what Inside Story does. So your business partner is that what you call yeah, him yeah Being, gareth. i'm very careful about what words i use around you know, yeah get a business business partner, business partner co-founder co-founder yeah. yes co-founder yeah. gareth the more interesting one of gareth the is the interesting one i'm i'm the footnote <laughs> in the album cover no you're not we had this conversation <laughs> this is why anyway. gareth fills up the room with light and color and vitality and yeah. I sit in the corner and, and light up a cigarette and be very, very <laughs> and <judge laughs> like an old jazz singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so with Gareth and you started a business together. How long have you been going? Coming up to four years now. Congratulations. Four and a half years unofficially. Yeah. Thank you. And how did you, how did you come about? What were you doing? Were you, have you always worked for yourself? You worked for a... a no, I've, I, I have had a small live events company before that. Uh, but previously I'm from... Gareth and I are both from the live events industry. I was around venue, sales and marketing. Gareth was around creative mm. and really telling that story of why people go to events and what they experience there and how they do it and what's the purpose of it. Um, and we got chatting about five years ago almost 
on a random trip to Slovenia where we were both invited separately to look at venues. And we just got chatting and I was finding out a little bit more about what he did and we've known each other collectively through the industry God, for years. Um, and we just got chatting and we were talking about, you know, what we would like as a business. We both were wanted to do, do something that, that, that we would like to use as a business and experience as a business, as a step up, something that wasn't really around. And it's quite a niche, the storytelling side. Um, it is pre-marketing because it's before you work with a digital agency and we recognise that. And uh, we know that with a digital agency, of course, you're gonna they're going to do some sort of deep dive into what you do. But sometimes they have a means to an end. Obviously, they need to put content out. They amplify it. Mm. We, we, like a songwriter, we write the lyrics and they amplify it type thing. But it's not copywriting. It's definitely not that. Um, and again, it, 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 it's about filling that niche. It's about complementing those businesses. So you're enabling people to work with them better and for them to do better work. Mm. There's an industry phrase and it's shit in, shit out. Yep. You know, if somebody sends you a questionnaire to ask you what you do and how you do it, etc., they can only... Let me rephrase that. The strength of their work depends on how you fill out that questionnaire. And if you don't know who you are as a business, if you, if you fill out one word or two or three word answers or sentences, they're not going to be able to do anything for you. And uh, we started Inside Stories. Uh, it wasn't Inside Stories at the time. It was just G&T. We were just literally, well, it wasn't even that. It was just us. Yeah. And we, we did a talk at the NatWest East Park in Brighton. And two burly chaps came up to us afterwards and we thought they were going to hit us. And uh, they said, we really like what we do. We really need what you, what you do. We don't know what it is, but we really need it. We went, okay. And they were our first customer. Wow. And that was Sidro, who are a local Brighton business. Okay. P-S-Y-D-R-O dot com. Nice. And, and onwards and upwards from there. So you said, you, you've used the word niche a few times about what you do. Is it niche? Or do you feel like... Yeah, it's... Is it's it? It's niche in the way that we do it, okay. our approach to it. We have a very rigid process that we use, but it's rigid and it's also ambiguous in the terms of the language that people can do. It's the freedom. People have to give themselves permission to actually talk about the business in the way that, that we encourage them to. And that unlocks little things that they think perhaps were insignificant. Mm. Nine times out of ten, that becomes the actual crux of what they do. And we have a litmus test where halfway through the day, the day process, Somebody would say, the customer would say, uh, and it happens every single time, where they go, ah, it's that moment, ah, oh, that's it. And then their shoulders drop, they relax, and then the words just flow. Mm. And the other major difference is that we don't sit there and listen to what they say and feed them back something we think they want to hear. Everything comes out of the client. It's just knowing how to tease that out. And that's the difference, really, in, 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 in it. And it's a fun process. It's like therapy. We're told all the time. It is like therapy. therapy. It's literally like sitting on the couch and in a structured way. But I've never met anybody like Gareth who can break a business down and put it back together in those terms. And I do it a little bit along the way. You as well. just sit in the corner smoking cigarettes. Yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah. With a cigarette holder. Cruella de Vil type. <laughs> Amazing. I sit on the client side, so because most of the time they're solo entrepreneurs or solo business owners. And um, sometimes they feel pressured to come up with everything. It doesn't, it's not like that during the process, but I sit on their side, so I, I ask as devil's advocate, and uh, also we do look after all the sales as well. So I go out and meet the people, wear the gold lime jacket, and I wheel <laughs> Gareth out in his Hannibal Lecter mask, and he just sprinkles his, his magic on everything, and then we go away and we write it up, and we present them back. It's like such a wonderful process. It's good fun, you know, yeah. never, never, never two, no two clients are the same. Yeah. No two days are the same. And I want to talk about, because you're... Um, you are a, a, an owner of a business. I'll choose my words carefully because I was almost as ma 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 about to say the dreaded E word. It's in my it's in my it's in my head at the moment. This conversation because some after going to a networking event, someone asking what I do, I was like, and I need to, I know I need to come and see you one day, Terry. <laughs> definitely, we'll give uh, you mates, right? It's okay. Yeah, oh great, thanks. Um, was I was like, well, I do lots of things. And I said the closest way I can, do, and it's getting into that what I would, I would suspect we'd call you would call a trap of just giving a job title. I was like, well, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, and internally I vomit into my own mouth because I just <laughs> that word has taken on so many different me people use it in different ways. Yes, yes. As for people who are actually entrepreneurs, as yeah. in the definition currently, and I know language is open to interpretation. I am an entrepreneur, but there's so many 
fuckers out there using yeah. it and they're just yeah. not at all i mean no. there's one there's there's solo entrepreneurs not solopreneurs like i fucking hate that phrase slow-mo <laughs> um, fomo god so, yeah exactly mumpreneurs yeah. <laughs> just because i can't say it that's, that's why i hate it so much um out there you know single people running businesses calling themselves the ceo it's like for f- yeah. anyway so so i avoid using that that word it's and but i kind of felt a little bit sort of like i had to give that response yeah sometimes there's a pressure isn't there to, to give that response yeah and it's like a fight or flight in terms of the language you use yeah you either tell them everything in the hope that something hooks yeah but nine times out of ten they retain maybe one or two of those things yeah. or you tell them one thing yeah that leaves it not so much open to interpretation lets them know what you do but promotes questions afterwards mm. so you're giving them permission to ask and for you to be able to talk more about what you do so how would uh, we've slightly gone off subject? But, well, I was going to ask, but I don't care because no, it's really interesting. Cool. No, 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 no. I just like, <coughs> have to, if, if, don't forget to come back to what I was saying. But um, how how would you do that? Like as a, as a practical tip for someone going into to meet new people in business, particularly in a networking environment, because I know that there's a lot of people out there who hate networking or just don't enjoy it. What would you advise people to say? Like if I what would you tell me, Terry? Go on, give me some coaching. Oh goodness! <laughs> well, well, maybe not me, but just generally advice for people. We we have we have a checklist we do before we do anything, before we re- release a post, before we do a talk, etc. Invite you to speak to, for example, the Bright Program or something like that. We do a, a feel, think, know, do exercise. So it's all about what you want your audience to, because it's all about your audience, mm. what you want them to, to to feel when you talk to them or when you describe what you do, um, what you want them to think. Um, what you want them to feel, um, what you want them to know, and what they already know, you're either prejudging what they know, but nine times out of ten, most, I keep saying nine times out of ten, <laughs> but most of the time you, 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 you talk to people in the simplest terms, and ultimately what you want them to do. So it's feel, think, no, do. It's very, very easy, and when you do speak to people, just make it meaningful, memorable, and moving. Meaningful. Very, very simple. It's like the, small, the, 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 the shortest ad ever written. Uh, baby shoes for sale, um, never used. You can interpret yeah, that in different ways. Yeah, 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 you see yeah, the, yeah. you know, yeah. very um, sad baby died or whatever, yeah. or somebody just got a new pair of padders for for their birthday, and somebody else bought them the same pair, mm. yeah. or they didn't like the colour. You can interpret it in different ways, but you know what I mean. It's something that it doesn't have to be jaw dropping, but just very very simple, mm. so people will remember it. And then again, in turn, they'll tell your story to somebody else. If it's very very simple, and they get it and they understand it, and they know the meaning of it, by definition, they will make themselves seem more credible by telling that on to other people. Mm. And that's what happens. That's what happens when, well, you know, I'm not blowing our own trumpets, but we do get a lot of recommendations. Yeah. And people know somebody who knows somebody who speaks to somebody, and it's a conversation, and it just starts from there. Mm. So it's getting clear with, I guess, I mean, we talk about what we what we do as a job title but what we do for you know and it's all about us isn't it yeah in that r- respect but yeah. it's understanding what your audience what you're doing for your client like how would how if someone's confused because there are a lot of people out there i've spoken to who are confused they're not really clear they might be a solicitor or they might be a business mentor or they yeah. might be a, a marketer or, you know, or graphic designer those kinds of businesses that there's a lot of people around and it's very easy to to you know, sort of melt into the background, I guess. Um, like That's an interesting point because we find that solicitors, accountants, not so much architects, but some of them would start with an apology. Hi, I'm such and such. I'm a solicitor. I'm really sorry I'm going to bore you for the next few minutes. Uh, yeah. You think, well, why? Yeah. What yeah. you do is very important. Yeah. It's getting that across to, the, you know, the fact that it's not, it's not a reactionary um role that they're taking up most people would only contact solicitor if they get in trouble with whatever or they're looking for advice not if they're looking for to preempt something and that's the message that most of the solicitors that we work with are um, are looking to do so they, they want to preempt something so you can talk to them as a consultant it's part of the fact you're being charged by the hour but apart from that <laughs> all the good ones won't yeah yeah, yeah. and they know so who i mean <laughs> you know you're out there <laughs> we're watching you um w- can you give me a, a generic example of 
what you what what either work you've done on with a solicitor. Give me an example of how you if a solicitor came to you and said, "I won't name names." No, 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 absolutely not. But like that whole, I know it's probably a very British thing of like apologising and saying, "I'm going to bore you." The person's going to go, "Oh God, I'm bored already." What What would you? Yeah, give me an example of how you might use what you do or help them to transform from apologising and saying, I'm going to bore you, to making the other person go, oh my God, I need to know more about what you do. And can you? Well, a typical example is, is something we do where we look at the archetypes of the business. So it's the personality of the business, but also the business people within it who make up those roles. So for example, you'll have a firm of solicitors who has, let's say, four partners. As a group, they may say we're solicitors. We're either speciality solicitors. We're we're um, we're um, um, accountancy solicitors, or we're tax solicitors, or something, whatever you know, litigation, whatever. Um, and that sounds boring on the face of it. And they'll be the first ones to admit, okay, well, we do that, that, that. It's just jobs a label. But if you take those characteristics and personalities separately, there's something that each person will add to it, and they will interpret it, and they will they will talk about what they do and actually do the day-to-day runnings of what they do in a slightly different way to one of the other partners. And that makes them interesting. By definition, that makes them interesting because they're different and they are truly different. They may not necessarily be different to another firm of solicitors, but the way that they're doing is different and that's how they attract the personality of client. So you're not, when you have a good story, you don't, you don't, it's not, it, it can't be too broad and so... For example, you can't um, sell to everybody because everybody's not going to be interested in what you do, nor need what you do. So you walk into a network in, in an event and you need to remember two things. One, that you're not the most important person in that room to everybody. <laughs> Sorry, <I don't> <laughs> well, obviously when I'm not there. <laughs> and two, not everybody's going to care about what you say. <laughs> they should. So, you know, so you just bear that in mind. So every conversation you have, you've got to make sure that somebody remembers who you are and what you do and can mm. tell that to somebody else. <clears throat> That's like working with a legal profession. Counter- I'm picking on those a little bit. But seeing as you ask, yeah. you know, it's looking at the personality of the business and that's the differentiator. And looking at, by looking at the personality of the business, you actually create a real difference to how another business would, would work. So if you've got 10 solicitors lined up in a row, you will be able to determine what each one does and the way that they work, just mm. purely by the personalities of the, the members of yeah. that, that particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just one of the ways. I mean, it, it's, obviously it's a lot more uh, intense than that, but in a funny way. But that's that's one of the processes that we use. And it's, it's it's interesting because people see see themselves in other people and other other um, other industries. They mm. see characteristics in other industries that they wouldn't necessarily see, and then they, for, uh, for, um, as a result of that, they'll be able to speak to them with more empathy, yeah, and and show that difference. Because it's not that's distinct. That sounds like it's distinct from niching down, um, if that's the phrase. It's almost ambiguous niching. And not ambiguous as in it's not interesting to anybody. You're having you're working within within a niche. Yeah. But you're having creative license within that niche. Yeah. And that's not just marketing shit, you know. Yeah. Buzzwords here and there. It's very, very simple language. Because it's because if you if you if anyone spends time out on social media, you know, let's use LinkedIn as an example. LinkedIn. Hmm? Dreaded LinkedIn. The dreaded LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn, as one of my colleagues used to say years ago. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm going to start using that now. Um, there's lots of people talking about you've got a niche down, you've got a niche down, you've got to find your niche, you've got to find your niche, which I agree with. To, yeah, the, the whole conversation around that. But um, finding your niche. So I'm a solicitor, but I work with this particular, in this particular, in you know, part of soliciting in, um, in law. And um, I might work with SMEs. You know, there's all these different categories we can niche ourselves into. But this doesn't sound like that. That's more about you bringing... um, The way it's occurring to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, is bringing your personality and your story into what you do. How you work with them. It's the process that that differentiates you in that particular genre of, of, of role. Okay. Whereas if you were an acting coach, it would be completely different because you have creative license to do anything and go anywhere at any time. Mm. You have, with a solicitor, it's very rigid. You have a certain parameters that you can talk about within the law. Yeah. But it's the same as if you were, for example, if you have children and you they like to, you to read Goldilocks and the Three Bears to them every night. You read it over and over and over again. But depending on how you or your partner tells the story, 
it's the same story, so the story sits on one level, but the characteristics are changed slightly depending on the personality of that person talking. They may okay. change the voices or, or, or change the way that she meets the three bears, but you know that she's going to meet them. And I know that, again, that sounds quite quite high level in terms of business and are quite broad, but when you think about your story in those terms, it's continuous, it never changes, but depending on who tells it, that's how it's it's differentiated. I'm laughing to myself because I was just imagining this just going in and going, hello, I'm a Celeste, like changing their voice and doing all these yeah. different voices. No, that's not what you're saying. I'll of buy course. that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's explore let's that Let's get more. away from solicitors. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pick another industry, whoever. So, but can you explain them? Because that can feel, that may sound a little bit abstract or a little bit, kind of, I'm not sure what you mean by that. So, Let's take to what industry would you like to talk about other than oh I don't know pick one anything uh, I'm I'm open accountants so or, what any, a professional services industry where there are it's rigid they have to obviously follow the law or you know whatever and so I'm solicitor A versus solicitor B we'll get back on solicitors how do I differentiate what's the difference between how they tell their story because in my eyes it just sounds like the same boring story it depends on who they're pitching to okay um if they're pitching to a certain demographic then that's great they may use they may use a certain tone of language for that particular demographic business leaders very corporate if they're pitching to everyday people you and I, people on the street, etc. Um, they may talk about it in a different way. Mm. It has to have something that hooks people, and I say hook, not in a, a salesy, crappy way. It has that interest in people that would stir something up that would make them interested in actually talking to them about something. Seeing them more as 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 a um, a knowledge pool or a um, a form of educator as opposed to somebody that they just need to contact when they need their taxes done or when they need yeah. this or that or, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where you attract the type of person that you want to attract. And that all goes down to the type of language that you use. And to find that type of language that you use, you have to deep dive into who you are as a business, why you do what you do, all the different types of things that, 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 that we would talk about. Yeah, okay. So I, I can think of an example. It's of, more fun than it sounds. Yeah, I was going to say, no, it does sound fun. I mean, I'm really interested we in We have language. a great laugh every yeah, time we work with someone. It's great fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. So I remember seeing a kind of example slash case study um, years ago of a divorce lawyer that their messaging and how they spoke was very much, you know, come and see us, you're getting divorced. Yeah. Um, and they started their marketing and their language and what they were talking about was about getting ahead of that preempting as you've talked about um i think they were like offering content around how to have a great marriage and how to and you know you don't we don't want you to come and see us but if you do then we're there kind of thing. is that yeah, the yeah. Kind of that's thing a good that's a good about? message well it's it's creating empathy it's 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 making people believe in what you say and again that's not tricking people it's being honest and open and empathetic because not everybody will need your services <coughs> excuse me services as you you quite rightly say but when they do you're the person that they'll think of because they buy into your story they they, they empathize with what you have to say mm. you show them that you understand what they do understand their problems understand what they're going through and understand what it takes to get them out the other side mm. um, and again that's not a sales pitch and that's not like a spin technique it's nothing like that it's more of a human level of human understanding, which is what the business conversation is nowadays. People it, work with people. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's a cliche, but it's the oldest cliche in the book, and it, it, it's a cliche because it's true. Yeah. People do buy people. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's so easy, particularly in the early stages of business, to feel like you have to end up working with whoever comes to your door and gives you money, and it's to encourage people to realize that you you know as you say people work with people you don't have to work with dickheads um you you want to work with people that you align with so that sounds like the work that you do helps would it help a person who went through that process and and took what you had uh worked on them with into their business it would allow them to 
attract more people that they actually want to work. Well, yeah, you're not necessarily said no, no, not even not just setting up a business. You're setting up a movement. You know, it's it's about you want followers, you want people to come on board with you, who are like minded. We all know that, and I can say this because I'm a man of a certain age. Um, <clears throat> millennials are very hard to 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 employ because there's so much choice out there now, and it's not just a case of having um, a basket of fruit once on a Monday morning delivered. It's healthcare, it's mental health awareness, it's all sorts of things. And that's even before they've done the job, before they sit at their desk or their home office or wherever they are. Um, so you need to have a story at the heart of the business that will attract the right people. So people would want to come and work with you, with you, be part of it. Like, a, as you say, like a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. has to have purpose. They have to be on board with that. And, and let them into the bigger picture right from the start. Don't just say, here's your desk, here's your little world, here's your little circle, your little ring fence, that's what you're going to be doing. You say, well, this is what it's part of, and this is how you fit into that, and this is how we're going to help you to grow as part of that and mm -hmm. become not just an influencee as, as, a, as a junior in the business, but become an influencer in the business and, and influence the way that we grow the business and the direction we take. And that all stems from having that beating heart at the centre of it. Right. And is that is that something you would call, like, your, uh, this vision, mission, values... Yeah, you know, is that is that something that makes a terminology that makes it's it's more it's more the why how what, I guess, um, and that's that's really about again it's about attracting the right type of people, and people will gravitate towards what they what they buy into, gravitate mm. towards what they believe in. Mm. You believing in something strong enough, um, people will jump on board, yeah. and they they will come and, and and help you as part of that, and they'll want to feel inv they'll feel invested in it as well, um, emotionally, which is fundamental of anything yeah. then you do your best work and you're happy you know mm -hmm. and you're creative and you want to do stuff you do things off the cuff as opposed to being told what to do as part of your remit yeah and i'm not going to say thinking outside the box because that's <laughs> awful i just want to have a shower now <laughs> nearly jellyfish to the wall <laughs> thinking outside Ugh, the box. i want to have a shower now hey can i do like a, a whole episode on the phrases that yeah just fucking you're great. not thinking outside the box you are the box Thank That's you a very old phrase, isn't it? Yes, Thinking outside yeah. the box. It's awful. Yeah. Why is it awful? What, what, say more. I'd be interested to hear your views on it. Because it's one of those phrases that everybody uses. Like when people are talking about, there's a distinction between talking about something in a business vein <clears throat> and a personal vein. For example, if you're asked to go to, if you're at an event and somebody says, our oh, headline speaker's just dropped out, can you do 10 minutes? Um, talk about your business you'll go oh well i've got to use this word and that word because it's corporate and blah, blah, blah. if somebody said can you do 10 15 minutes on your favorite hobby you would do that off the cuff they'll probably have to pull you off stage because you'll just keep talking because you have a passion about it mm. that's why i hate these phrases like yourself and myself and thinking outside the box and jellyfish and all. it's awful it's every worst episode of the apprentice you've ever seen in your life people still use it yeah you know and they're, they're just headline examples there's so many phrases that people use awful yeah yeah no i'm with you on that one it, they, they make me they make me gag we're on a mission to to to, to really simplify language and really get people to talk in a way that's very open and honest yeah. um empathetic and easy to understand you shouldn't have to explain things two or three times to somebody to get what you do mm. they should be able to go i get that mm. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter <laughs> yeah, or yeah. some such thing like that. Come and work if you pay me yeah. lots of money. Thank you very much. Um, and I think that maybe, do you think that's why people use job titles? Because they don't really know how to articulate. I think so people hide behind them sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, I get that they're there for a reason. Tax man needs to know what you do, I guess. Yeah. Of course they do. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you have a job title, you have a role, etc. But then, you know, you're not defined by your title. Mm. Yeah, and now I can understand how uh, why people use them, and it help. It's a shortcut to to tell people, but at the same time, when someone says I'm a solicitor, sorry, solicitors, you get a really hard time. But that's different because it's a professional thing, like you're a nurse, etc. That's you have a certain frame of mind of how that person would be. Yeah. But then it's up to that person to dispel the norm. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah. a funky solicitor. I'm a nurse that. Snowboards, whatever. <laughs> Not the nurses I wish can't we had snowboard. Video, that was great. <laughs> snow, snowboarding, uh, but you know nurses. what I mean. It's, no, no, no. It's, exactly. It's 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 blurring the lines between, you know, professional and personal, really, because it's a very fine line, particularly with 
let's call them business owners, not the dreaded E word. Mm. Um, you have to, as a business owner, you have to have an element of your personality that comes. That will come through naturally and organically anyway, if you're any good at what you do and you're passionate about it, truly. Mm. But you have to have an element of that because that defines, that's the differentiator of you and a thousand other businesses that are the same as you or like you. Yeah. Because, you know, that whole phrase USP, I hate that phrase. That was coined in the 60s when everything was unique, you know. Mm. Watch out one episode of Mad Men and you know, it, you know. Yeah. We use it as an example actually sometimes when we when we do our talks. But um, it's more ESP. It's more of an emotional selling, selling point mm. because it's creating that empathy. So one thing that comes up for me when you say that is around people's fears of, and I know I have it for myself and I see other people have that, fears of putting people off because you're too much or you don't like you don't want to offend people particularly in this day and age i mean i'm not talking about going out and being like really offensive but the front page of my website currently because i'm testing it out says stop dicking around in massive letters there's a lot to be said for for shock value it does work well i don't think i I don't but it depends when they get to deep dive deeper than that that's when the fickleness comes through of people. If they don't like it, they're on to the next one. Yeah. So you have to, you grab that attention, but what do you do when you've got it? You have well, to have a real thing behind yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, it's interesting to say shock value because I didn't, I didn't that it wasn't, the intention wasn't to shock. It's just that's who I am. Yeah, but just that's out of the I, norm, not not, not, no, not ordinary the, yeah, phrase. But yes. that's who I, that's how I, I mean, because I'm so unique, Terry. Of course no, you I'm, are. <laughs> <laughs> all that, no. I'm, no, I meant no, that genuinely. No, no. <laughs> well, well, we, all, we all are unique in our own, we all are unique, but what I mean is, is that that embodies my personality yeah. very, very well because that's how I talk. That's how I talk about, to, about myself and to other people I call myself a dick quite regularly and people go oh, don't talk about yourself like that I'm like I am like and that's just my personality and when I had Ray's Bakery before I closed it one of the one of the reasons that I wanted to close the business or move away from that was because I felt tied into this kind of like professionalism and I couldn't be myself looking back actually there was a lot to be said to actually change the brand of Ray's to make it more and we did do that towards the end before COVID destroyed everything um, and we st- we actually changed the copy of the website. We redid it, and it was much more our personality as a, as a company. Um, but for years, I was like, oh, I can't say that. I have to be a certain way. I have to be professional. So it's like we were working with big corporations. Um, and now that I have this license, freedom to do it, um, I've I've put that on and on my website. And it may not stay, but I thought I'm just going to test it out. And I had two people contact me. And go, I saw your homepage, and I knew you were the person I wanted to work with. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Attracting the right type of person. Exactly. Open-minded, free thinking. Yeah, and and it and it took something for me to 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 step outside of my comfort zone. Another lovely phrase yeah. for you. Um, and put that up there because it is out of the norm. It could be shocking. It is divisive. It's marmite. You know. That Depends how of. people interpret it. You, the right people will interpret it in the right way, mm. and that's proved mm. the point. Mm. So, what would you say to people that are in that position where they're like? I feel I feel I don't I don't feel like I've given myself permission. I don't have the freedom to be fully self-expressed and put myself out there, particularly if they're working in predominantly and traditionally rather professional um, service industry and they want to break out of that mold. I've got these phrases. I feel like everything <laughs> now I say is like a, a phrase or a, a wanky phrase. <laughs> um, what would you what would you say to them? You know, it's to encourage them to, to well, think about it. I would say bring in elements of your personality. It depends how you wear things. It depends on, again, on your narrative. It depends on, on how you talk about yourself and the way you talk about yourself. That will determine how people interpret your personality mm. as a business owner, as a person, as yeah. a leader, I guess, as well. Yeah. It's all three of those things. Mm. It's not just, um, I'm this and I'm that, I'm, therefore I'm going to be pigeonholed. It's... I'm this and I'm that, but I'm this because of that. I'm that because of this. Mm-hmm. And it, it works both ways. And that's mm-hmm. where people find it interesting. And that's why they want to, you give them permission to delve deeper and ask more. And that's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's just something to get people's interest, mm-hmm. but you have to have substance behind it. And that's the real, that's the real crux as he raises his fists in the air. And, and how, and, and how do you, you talk about substance, right? How do we, achieve that in our communication in your opinion 
again, it's got to be things that are meaningful, memorable, and moving. If you capture people's attention, you hold holding people's attention is the key, and that's where you're honest and you tell an honest, open, and empathetic story, yeah. and empathetic, um, organically, not false, because people people know that people aren't stupid. Some people are, but most majority <laughs> of people aren't stupid, and they see three things. So you yeah. have to be open and honest with them. Yeah. And that's what comes through. And then your personality will come through then. And people will either buy into what you do and like you, or they won't, but they won't not buy into you because they don't like you. They'll just think, well, that's interesting, but not for me. Well, not for me at the moment. Yeah. And that's, that's the other key, mm. where you leave the door open. Yeah. And p- some people might not like you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. I remember there's a <laughs> meme I saw, I put it up on my Instagram ages <laughs> ago, it was like, stop worrying about people not liking you, you don't even like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. It's, it's a great like, phrase, it's, yeah. It's so true. Um, and I think that paralyzes people. Do yeah. you think that? Well, I think that, but do you agree? It that does. paralyzes it does. people from being themselves and being... Absolutely. Paranoid. People live in fear so much, particularly with social media, of saying the wrong thing, but unintentionally. Whether that's an age thing, whether that's... Um, some people give the excuse of, well, they're from a different era. That doesn't really wash because everybody can read, everybody listens to the news. Everybody meets people. You know, mm. you, you, you say what you say by choice. Mm. Um, and I think that's, that's very important. So, yeah, every, I think most people are, are inherently frightened about being different or appearing to say things that are different. Not just different for the sake of it, but challenging the norm. Mm. You may use words that, not offensive, but sort of on the cusp, which would get attention. Um, around. Yeah. But then, you know, some, to some people... Um, they may be really offensive to other people. It's like, oh, do you know what? I get that. It actually says what I think. You know, yeah. Don't take any shit, things like that. Everybody gets what that means. Yeah. It might be offensive because you use a little S word in it, but you know what I mean. And yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not promoting just shock and all value. No. Well, that's the thing. And it, I mean, we could, I could... I'm I not could, saying things for the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. I got policed by someone on LinkedIn a few... I can't remember how long it was going because I used the word fuck in one of my things. And I didn't asterisk, asterisk it out. And and uh, I got some really interesting feedback. And this one guy said, oh, I thought I was at sc- in the school playground reading a <laughs> post. And I sent what I thought was a very eloquent and very polite fuck you and leave me alone message back because I can... And it did make me think about the use of swear words and particularly on social media and... You know, I don't want to intentionally offend anyone, but for me, swearing is a really important part of my well, language. On the one hand, it shows most people that swear a reasonable amount, if not a lot, are generally very passionate about what they have to say. Mm. Sometimes they can't necessarily articulate what they want to say, so they'll emphasise it with a swear word. That doesn't mean to say that they're not articulate or intelligent people. It just means that they're quite passionate. Yeah. On the other hand, they could be just defensive Focus. <laughs> <He> <laughs> type says, thing. I, the irony we, of swearing. We have a phrase when 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 people are, are horrible or whatever. You know, we we say off you fuck, which is quite nice because on the one hand you're saying off you go, on the other hand you're saying just off do one. Fuck, yeah. You know. yeah, I mean that was it was one. That's it a was, Garethism. Gareth very good at off you fuck. very good at putting people down. Very very good. <laughs> I find language really fascinating and how people use it and and how people take it on and you know. They actually say that people who swear are actually more creative and intelligent as well. So I'll take that. I swear like a sailor, so I wouldn't, you know. (laughs) But um, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk a little bit about the LinkedIn or whatever you call it. Yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, Because it's, I spend a reasonable amount of time, I know a lot of people in the business world do, and you were talking about like how there's, particularly at the moment, I tend to see a lot of conversation about insincere people doing it for the likes, for the... Do you agree with that? Do you? What's your view on that? I do it to a certain point. Um, there are conversations that you see on LinkedIn and people want likes. It depends what you want. If you want engage, proper engagement, you have to give insight. You have to offer insight and real opinion from people. If you just want somebody to say, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I like that too. I like what you said. That's great. Oh, aren't, they, aren't we brilliant? That's not engagement. That's not, you can have a million of those likes and they mean nothing. If somebody challenges what you have to say with a really intelligent argument, not so much a debate, that's brilliant because it opens up the conversation. Mm. It perpetuates your subject matter mm. and it gives people interest. It gains interest because people like to, I like to look at the change sometimes, particularly when somebody's having a little bit of a, uh, a, a passive aggressive rant 
<laughs> and you can see people, and some people are quite hesitant in what they say. So they start something and it would be, you know that it's completely watered down what they were really wanting to say. But it's quite intelligent. So you can have a post that's got 10,000 likes on it, but they're likes from, for example, if you're a butcher, you don't want likes from other butchers. Mm. It's all right because it's mm. industry, okay. But you want likes from the baker and the candlestick maker, for people of a, people of a certain age there. You know, you yeah. want to have a wider audience and that's where it has to be an, in, an intelligent way of, of getting interaction. Yeah. Not like for like's sake. No. People can have a thousand friends on Facebook and not have met any one of them. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But you yeah. get that self-congratulatory mode where somebody would say something, somebody would plagiarise what they say and repeat it back to them. I think that's a great way to do business. Yes, I think it's a great way. We do that. Oh, that's a great way. To, oh, what about that? Yes, that's great. Brilliant. And it's just pats on the back. Mm. And it means nothing. It's mm. just drivel. Wanking each other off. Exactly, exactly. Want <laughs> 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 of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I see it happen all the time. And there's, you know, do you remember the crying CEO? Did you yes, see that yeah. whole thing? Like, you know, <laughs> and there was just this division. But that was a really interesting, like, you could get into a really interesting It started off interesting. And then it that just was, went wanky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very you know, quickly. There, there are a lot of tossers on, on LinkedIn. Um, but LinkedIn is used for, for, I find that people, are very much a slave to LinkedIn now. Um, and you get very drawn into things that you should really just ignore. I make it a rule now to not to use LinkedIn at the weekend. I don't even look at it. No, me neither. Occasionally, if there's something that really gets my goat, I'll maybe tweak a little bit. But 99.99%, I'm like, no, Friday afternoon, no, off to, yeah. till Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, fu it's a funny place. I get um, there are different times of, of LinkedIn that people look at it and different ways that, of their marketing and different ways that they... They want to reach a certain audience, and I get that. Yeah. But as a rule, I wouldn't really engage at the weekends. Do you think it's a, how can it be a useful tool? From, from your perspective of what you do as storytelling, um, how can people use it as an effective tool? Well, it's an extension to your networking, as a an extension to your face-to-face -face networking. It's a nice way to follow up. It's a very business way, business-like way to follow up. Um, but it's also a way where you can get a get away with a little bit of cheeky personality. Not to the extent that it becomes like Facebook, which sadly sometimes it does. Gareth and I have a bugbear where somebody will post something, the shock and awe thing, like, a, I don't know, a man dying on the street, and they would tailor it towards their business. And think, oh. that's, that's just a cheap shot. That's, yeah. we, just, we just send them to each other and we just laugh and just go, oh, honestly. It's My just daughter's just graduated from school, and this reminds me of the time <laughs> I was working yeah. in that last yeah. business. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. All right, like, shoehorn uh, your daughter. They're just, yeah. just if you're going to post it, just put. Oh, here's my daughter, and I'm really glad. Yeah. Like you know, whatever. But don't try and yeah. sort of shoehorn business. So that's the way that it shouldn't be used. But in terms of 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 an extension to your face to face networking, it's great for following up. It's great for giving insight. I think if you can give something that's insightful, that actually um, means something, so and educates somebody. You know, it's not content for content's sake. We have uh, a real bugbear. Content is our c word. <laughs> um, because that word has been bastardized over the, over the, over the last 20 years or so where people go, I need a website, right? I need five pages of content or I need to just chuck some content of it. Chuck some of that bullshit over there, some of that content. And the internet is a vast, unfillable skip, rubbish skip of content. It's just stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not insightful, if it's not meaningful, if it's not memorable, if it's not moving, it's just stuff. The three M's. Story, not stuff. There you go. Yeah, um, I'm assuming you absolutely loathe the idea of AI-generated content. Not oh. all of it. Okay. If it's done right, mm. it's if it's not done for tech for tech's sake, mm. because you can. I get that people have to, particularly manufacturing businesses who want to sell on a large scale, they look at algorithms, and that's the way forward. I get that. But if you, if you're in charge of Skynet and it's the Terminator movie. If you turn Skynet into something that's going to be great and deliver food and whatever, that's brilliant. If you turn it into something, something that's going to kill people and knock on their doors and then shoot them, it's, yeah. that's another thing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting at? It's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, it serves a purpose. But like all technology, it has to be done right and in the right way. And if it's done subtly, it'll work. Mm. Otherwise, it's just throwing yeah. all the shit at things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get there are certain businesses that it works for. Gambling, all sorts of things like that. Gaming, whatever. Mm. But then... I'd be interested to see what sort of engagement they get from that. Because you look at a, a, a pair of trainers online, 20 minutes later, you get things in, oh, what about these, these and these? And I know that's great because most of the time you go, oh, that's interesting. I quite like those Nikes or whatever. There are other um, trainers available out there, of course. 
Um, We're not on the BBC. No. I like my Jordans. <laughs> going back to your uh, to your comment about Skynet, you're showing your age again because you yes. know that it's not that. What no. was it? What was it turned into? What? I can't remember now. In the later films. Oh, I don't know. No. Question for you. No, I have no idea. No, I don't know. Gareth, I know that. We are movie buffs, but I don't know. what I thought it's always been Skynet. No, in the later films, they changed it. Uh, I'm going to Google it. No, I don't. I'll Google, Google it. Um, so my final question. There's only you. one real Terminator move anyway. So. Terminator 2. One and two. Terminator 2, yeah. Um, but then I, d- I was too young for Terminator. I was like Terminator 2 and, um, era. Anyway, we digress. Um, so final question for you. Um, what do you, what mistakes or what, what one big mistake or failure, if you will, do you often people see making around telling their business story, putting them, yeah. Well, people, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking it's once upon a time. They'll say, come up to me at an event and I say, ah, oh, business story, that's great. Here's a story for you. Um, one day I did this and blah, 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 and we do that and blah, blah, blah. So, well, that's not the story because people don't care about that, to be honest. Your, your customers and your public Anybody who wants to do business with you doesn't care about, a lot of the time people have a purpose. What's your purpose? And they'll say, yes, my purpose and passion is to make a better life for my family and blah, blah, blah. That's great, but people don't give a shit about no, that. No. Unless it's going to further their business or they can sell to you or buy from you. So think about the story in terms of why the world would need what you do and what would happen tomorrow if your business didn't exist overnight, if it was just, you know, if Thanos clicked his fingers and everybody you turned really to dust. Are a movie there you go. Stuff, what would like happen that. tomorrow if you didn't exist? How would the world be different? So it's those type of thinking. That's the way you need to think about it. Yeah, and that 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 sounds could sound quite grand. Like I talked about this before in the past. With you know, we talk about purpose. Like you don't have to like change the world. No, just your little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, it can be as as long as you're doing something that you know that puts something useful insightful and good in the world brilliant well thank you so much terry i really appreciate your time it's been an incredibly insightful conversation i've learned a lot and i know my listeners will have so have i have you absolutely oh great good yeah that's good to hear always taking to school every day yeah every day is a school day it is yeah um how can how can people connect with you what's the best way linkedin 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 (laughs) or inside stories.guru that's us yeah give us a call Brilliant. Send us a postcard. Yeah. No, I, I, I really thank you for your time. Um, if you don't know Terry, I, you know, well, we've had some great conversations, so make sure that you connect with him. And thanks very much, Terry, for joining me today. Thank you, and thank you for keeping it clean. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. This has been How Not to Run a Business with your host, me, Jeremy Jacobs. If you like this conversation and you want to hear more, and make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And whilst you're there, if you want to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. If you'd like to connect with me online, you can do so on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And my profile name is Jeremy Jacobs UK. Or you can check out my website, which is jeremyjacobs.co.uk. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep on trying, keep on failing keep on succeeding.